Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the CubeCast. Uh, we're here today with uh, a Winnipeg parkour uh, legend. <laughs> here with uh, Sam Armstrong. So uh, we'll just jump right into this. And uh, Sam, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, it's great Thanks to have you. Thanks for being here. Seriously. No worries. It's hard to get a hold of a guy like you. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think I'm as busy as you think I am, Christy. My, I'm mostly just mostly just fooling around. But... So you just got back to Winnipeg a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm actually not in Winnipeg. I'm oh. in a quarantine Airbnb. Well, I, I went through the three-day quarantine hotel process, and yeah. now I'm like finishing the quarantine in an Airbnb in Abbotsford, British oh, Columbia, wow. which is sort of a random spot. We just me and my girlfriend picked it just based on price because we couldn't really get back to winnipeg and then like with the rules and everything you're not really supposed to be with like older people right uh even though i've taken two negative uh covid tests right the whole the whole system is a bit crazy everything's going a bit crazy but wow yeah so when you come back to winnipeg do you still have to do another two weeks i suppose i would uh (laughs) yeah yeah if i came back at least oh. with the current rules. I'm, I'm not, yeah. Mm. So. so where are you coming from? From Turkey. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were you doing there? I was uh, sport climbing for three months uh, with my girlfriend, which is like a form of rock climbing. Right. You say that so casually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, sport um, just for sport climbing for three months. You know, no big deal. You know, I wasn't really busy at all. You know, I'm not as busy as you think. Like, come on, guy. Like, jeez. Well, there's a lot of just hanging out, you know? I mean, it's kind of <laughs> right. just, uh, yeah, just easy living over there. Are, are you, what uh, was before Turkey? Oh, sorry, Tom. I was just going to say, are you in the middle of, like, nowhere for most of the time when you're out there? We rented like a like a little bungalow in this big valley that's kind of uh, famous in the climbing world for for climbing, and the bungalow was in a campground. And so okay. we within the campground there was like a shared kitchen and stuff, and then we mm. had our own kitchen. And then there's a whole bunch of different like Turkish people as well as like international climbers there. Like most of them are in tents or small bungalows. And yeah, it's just like kind of a climbing community. You're intense, Sam. <laughs> like seriously, when I was watching your your Instagram, like I had adrenaline for like hours afterwards, <laughs> just from watching your Instagram. And then I was babbling mm. to my wife, and she's like, "Is that that guy that hung out on a crane? It's one hand. Like that's the guy." <laughs> Man, so. I know, like, I don't know if uh, you listen to Mark's, uh, like, the last episode, but uh, as I mentioned on there, I basically know nothing about rock climbing and terminology. So what is, uh, what is sport climbing exactly? Sport climbing means that you have, there's bolts in the wall. Yeah. And then you have quick draws, which is, like, two carabiners that you okay. clip to the bolts, and that's what you clip your rope to. And then you climb like usually like 30 meters. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to do the 30 meters without falling or having the person who's belaying you like wait 
the rope, like put right. tension in the rope to hold you in place. Right. So typically you like practice the pitch. Like if it's a hard one, you might have to like rehearse the moves and then you try to do it without falling. That's basically the, the idea of, of sport climbing. So wow. it's like pretty far removed from like what like a typical parkour person might think of climbing. Like you're all about the equipment and safety and, and like, right. Yeah. And then you're just trying to do these like hard moves that you've rehearsed. Yeah, it's, it's, right, it's right, cool. Right. That's mostly what I do uh, nowadays as like a, as a that's, sport. That's kind of like the parkour version of climbing then, isn't it? I guess like, so, yeah. But I mean, in like, parkour climbing, you definitely don't ever want to fall. <laughs> but you know, when you're practicing parkour and you're like, you have your, your line basically, right? And you practice it oh, that's beforehand, you know, like do it a few mm -hmm. times until you actually like go for it. Yeah, you do each individual <laughs> segment and try to make it flow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Got a line. Mm -hmm. So how many countries have you actually been into now? Mm -hmm. For oh, climbing? In total? For climbing or in total? Uh, oh, just in, I guess in your travels. Uh, hmm, definitely over 20. <laughs> but wait, mm, yeah, definitely over 20. But recently, I hadn't done so much. Like, I went to New Zealand a couple times. First, right. I went there to do like a, a work, a like a working visa, a working holiday. Yeah. And I did. I met my girlfriend, and then we went back there again. Uh, and I, in recent years, I went to Australia as well. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, most recently Turkey. But I want to like explore more of Canada, like to get better mm -hmm. at the in the North American, right climbing. I mean, this this fall we did a road trip through British Columbia and Alberta rock climbing, and that was a yeah. lot of fun and nice to do it in Canada. But the season's just so much shorter here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for obvious that's reasons. True. Mm -hmm. Have Have you gone into like uh, the Canadian Shield very much? Like mm -hmm. where Mark likes climbing? Yeah, a little bit more. Not not as much as a lot of. Like as a Winnipegger should have, I guess. Like, <laughs> things that, but I haven't like done any. Yeah, I've never done any first ascents in the Canadian Shield like Mark, and haven't put up any of my own routes. But uh, there is definitely stuff I there, there's stuff I want to do out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently there's a uh, unlimited supply of climbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark would probably not. Uh, appreciate me saying this, but I don't think it's like it's not on the same level as a lot of other uh, climbing places. Like in mm. terms of quality, you don't get like as many sustained pitches. Right. Like the Canadian Shield style tends, which is it's still really cool, but it oftentimes you'll get like either really technical slab climbs where it's uh, the angle mm. is like not is not even vertical, but then there's hardly any holds, and you're like. Right. You're just really balancing up, which yeah. I think is very like kind of parkour style in a way, using like uh, or like vertical as well. But you won't get off an overhanging stuff, and I like really overhanging. Right. Look at those hands. The lag Look. fights. <laughs> <laughs> and... Look at those hands, Sam. <laughs> um, They're but... huge. <laughs> like... That could be from working as well. I think I've used them a bit. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Sorry, go on. I apologize. No, no problem. Uh, but there's definitely a stuff I want to, you know, stuff I want to do. There's a few, like I've seen some pictures of uh, the Sherwood Forest and then also like some of the other uh, like areas that have been developed that have some like potential for new routes. Like, it would be a cool place to do a new route, I think, because I'm from, I'm kind of from the area and there's like a mm -hmm. whole, Mark is definitely right in this. There's a lot to like establish still, like a lot of yeah. stuff is just unclimbed and like really high potential. Whereas if you go to some of these other like classic, like there's really good stuff, but it's already been done. And like, yeah. I usually always just do stuff that's already been done, which is one thing I definitely miss from parkour because mm. there were a lot of jumps and stuff that I remember doing in Winnipeg where like I had my eye on them for a long time and like, you know, one day you would just do it and you were like the first person to ever do that jump. And yeah. it was like a really cool feeling. And then you go and now I watch uh, videos of like the Team Chasm kids and they like warm up on those jumps. <laughs> I think. But... Yeah, that's true. So it's still pretty cool to see. Well, yeah, it's a, you know, it's always things are always easier after someone's done them already. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, know? you realize that it's possible. Is that person that breaks the <laughs> jump for the first time that, that's mm -hmm. that's the hardest one mm -hmm. yeah so with uh climbing is that uh something you like want to try to make like a bit of a career out of or is it just something mm -hmm. you're kind of doing no for fun right now yeah just just fun it's just yeah i guess a, a passionate hobby at the moment and I don't think it will ever uh, go further than that. Yeah. Lost Christy there, eh? No. Uh, I don't know. Did you catch me rolling my eyes? Because I was like... <laughs> just I just heard... lost you in the video for a second. Oh, really? I'll come back in. Yeah. Both of you have been good on my end so far. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, it jumps back in. Yeah. You've been gone on mine, and I've just uh, waited patiently. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll make if Tom Tom's the one recording. <laughs> yeah, he'll be yeah. editing it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, leave that all in. Probably. What, what I do do, like as a career at the moment, though, is like called rope access, which is kind of like the closest thing I guess you could get without being any good at, at actual rock climbing to, to a climbing career. In a way, I mean, just because you're, uh, I like just professionally work at heights, I suppose. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, although what I mostly focus on is like the, the fiberglass stuff with wind turbines, but a lot of it is like with uh, rope access, which is its own, uh, like it's like a, almost like its own trade, uh, involving like manipulating ropes to to access your uh, work environment so that's i suppose that's some crossover to a career Neat. but climbing in itself i would no i wouldn't want to ever try to to make that as a career nor do i have I, the skill level so high for for that sort of thing that you have to be so so strong nowadays right that's like i was thinking like how does this guy not work for national geographics <laughs> <laughs> Your your Instagram's just amazing. I have to say it again. Oh, thank you, but uh, yeah, you see some of the yeah some of those national. They, they, one they have much much higher uh, camera 
<laughs> quality. But oh, they get to some really outrageous spots. I mean, the places I go for climbing usually aren't so. Uh, sometimes you're going remote places, but there's like whole networks of guidebooks. And once you get into the climbing, it's a bit like the parkour world. Like there's, mm. like you wouldn't the the layman doesn't really know so much about parkour. Doesn't know what. But once you start to to join the community and you know all these, you get to know all the pros, you get to know all the spots and like you recognize spots through videos. It's the same with climbing. Like you're going to places that are, at least for sport climbing, sport climbing is like the most, uh, maybe the most popular version in a way, the least adventurous. Like you're just, mm. you're climbing a lot, a hard route, but it's like, uh, it's been climbed before for sure. Mm -hmm. like right. You're not, you're not pushing new, boundaries in a way you're climbing you're like climbing a graded route right someone else has decided a difficulty hmm. well, um so what got you into parkour um at first like how young were you and did you like some kind of movie inspire you or you see something on uh, youtube or something I was, I've been thinking about this all morning, trying to get oh. my facts straight a bit. I thought that <laughs> would come up. So, I, yeah, I started when I was, I think, 12, 12 or 13, and I started going to this U of M open gym. And I just can't remember how I found out about that. I think I might have just been in the U of M by chance, and I saw that the... Uh, like the gymnastics room was offering parkour programs hmm. or I'd gotten in touch with Tyler Christian on the forum. It was one of those two things. And I started going with two other friends who didn't really continue with parkour mm -hmm. uh, for like a year. We'd go in the evening mm. uh, and then I'd start to, yeah, start to familiarize myself with all the people like um, Mark was Mark and Tom were always there and, like a lot yeah. of the old school guys, Magni and oh yeah, was often there. And uh, who else? Well, I saw Co Cody was there too a lot, uh, but yeah. I didn't really talk much to Cody. Yeah, he, he used to come there too. Yeah, this, this, all his piercings and yeah. he was always doing gainers, and I thought that was so sick. It was mostly <laughs> weird. And yeah, Tyler, of course. Like back then, there was this kind of structured parkour, almost like a bit of a class. class. Yeah, which I think was good for me at the time i don't know if i would have like like that later on mm -hmm. but as like a as a beginner as like a it to, to parkour it was kind of cool to give structure and training like i was mm -hmm. just a sort of athletic kid but i wasn't even that i was more into video games like i maybe i had some genetic athleticism and i like to go like hiking with my parents and stuff so but like just to do some basic training before the session, get I like put get some muscles and yeah, it was yeah. quite cool. That's how it's, so that's how I got into it. And then I was always training outside. I remember my very first like there were a few like organized jams at the U of M, and I remember going on one jam that Tyler was kind of leading. And there were like twenty of us. It was quite like a big community at that point. Yeah. And we went through like, do you remember that space behind Frank Kennedy? Or, yeah, like yeah. behind Max the, Bell. Sorry, the rooftop kind of area. Yeah, the whole rooftop area, and yeah. then there's there's that little tiny gap yeah but it's got a quite a big height like you go yeah. on this this roof and then you hop over a railing and like that later became like my training ground uh, but doing that for the first time i don't think i did the drop hmm. but seeing people oh that was like 
the most fun day that really that's what really got me hooked i think was that day because then i realized how huh. fun it can be to train outside and found all the spots at the u of m and then yeah i think that's kind of how i got into it oh that's kind of cool that you can act, that you actually have like a jam in mind that like got you into it yeah i mean it was always it was cool in this gym but uh yeah that that jam was and then that's a good, further subsequent jams that's a good spot though the, the u of m there's so much really to is. do there yeah i can see why uh especially when you're like and that's why you're like kind of on a rooftop but yeah. not really you know <laughs> it's like a good intermediate yeah it's like P- it's a pg roof yeah jump. Like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Good one. Yeah. So especially when you first start out and you're like, oh yeah, I did a like a roof gap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, roof gap. And there's that other little mini area, like I don't know if they're like heating vents, like closer to the max bell. Like there's there's almost oh. two gaps, right? and that one is much less high. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, like the, oh, that's like really good too. Famous raptor pits. Oh, and then there's the, the raptor pits. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Love the raptor pits. Yeah. Sorry, everyone listening right now is going to have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> if you're anyone listening that hasn't been to Winnipeg, go check that out. Mm-hmm. It's like the historical spot. Yeah. For U of M, anyway. I mean, not, yeah. quite, as, not quite as historical as the Udina. Course, yeah. But... So mm-hmm. before uh, parkour, like, were you into any sports as a kid? I mean that's going pretty far back. I Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, I started parkour pretty young. Like I don't know, I played mm. I did one fall of like rock climbing at Vertical Adventures and then never mm. did it again. But that was yeah. really fun. I mean I did <laughs> play soccer and stuff, but Yeah. Yeah. You're always more of an outdoors uh type person, like you enjoyed hiking and everything. Yeah. And then at that time when parkour was starting, I was just more getting into video games. So it's, I think it's a good thing I, I did find because yeah, hiking is great and everything, but it's yeah. be hard when you to like have that as your main passion, I guess, when you're 13, right. you know, like, <laughs> how are you going to get out of the city yeah. and go hiking? Like you just yeah. stuck with your parents basically. And then you don't want to be with your parents. So I think a lot of like <laughs> outdoorsy kids can kind of turn to video games otherwise. So it's a, it's a good hobby for, it's a good passion for someone. Mm-hmm. in that sort of zone like someone who doesn't really fit into his typical team sports so i never really liked teams so much like mark was saying like uh in his podcast i don't that wasn't me at all like i couldn't get into that sort of thing i felt like all this pressure when i tried to compete on a on a team right like because if you mess up you're kind of you're accountable for more than just yourself yeah i think i like that with parkour and with climbing too, like if you're having a bad, you're not like letting anyone else down if you fail. Mm-hmm. It takes the pressure off. I think. I yeah, that resonates fun. with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of yeah, it's probably a, a lot of people are attracted to it for that reason to team to mm. so, solo sports. Hmm. Um. Do you have something, Tom? No. You- were you gonna, just going to say something there? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go back to back in the day, up in the janky PK room. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you remember coaching me a couple yeah, times up for there? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, God. Thank you for making me push through some 
right now I'd probably say really easy things, but back then it was like, you know, mind blowing to get over just like a, a, th- a three foot gap. <laughs> well, thank you for being an excellent student. Yeah, I think that room could like helped a lot of. Oh, it was great with their creativity and stuff. Do you? But do you remember this thing about the eleven when we warm up and do push-ups? So we'd do something about the eleven. It's for the eleventh person or the the eleventh person that can't be here or you know what I mean. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I okay, saw your good. question on email and I couldn't. I didn't know what you meant, but now I know good, what you mean. Good, good. Yeah, because I'm like, did I just imagine that? Or, no, okay, it's very no. possible. I made it up. <laughs> That's something. So this is actually kind of a cool story. Like, so there's the like the I guess it's the Yamakaze. Oh, where it, like started this uh and they always anytime they were training instead of doing like sets of 10 they would do sets of 11 for their like their friend who isn't there they'd so the 11th push up the 11th pull up <laughs> the 11th sprint i guess or the 11th jump that was for like their buddy who wasn't training and the person who told me that his name is laurent and he's like one of the he's one of the yamakaze and i met him in italy which is really cool really yeah when cool, did huh? that happen that happened when I, I kind of like took a break from school and I went to Europe <laughs> for several months. That was like kind of my intro to, like my first, my first kind of trip abroad, at least by myself. And yeah. I did. That was also like the height of my parkour. I think like mm. when I was training the most. And I went to a bunch of different countries, and Italy was one of them. And yeah, I met up with Laurent and some other Italian tracers in in Milan. And he's way more into his training is like ninety percent conditioning, ten percent yeah parkour. Hmm. It was like it was like the days at Fantastics, but like to the to the max if you train with him because you have to like follow this regimented workout. It's a bit strange, but yeah, he told me like, okay, we do eleven put like it's, it's so many push ups. They they just do push ups, push ups, push ups. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, uh, such typical uh, Yamakaze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an unreasonable amount of uh, repetitions. <laughs> yeah. But then I think, I, yeah, I think I brought that back. I tried to teach that in Guy's, Guy's room there. Well, it's that. stuck with one of your students. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've listened to all, all the episodes. You've uh, gotten some shout outs for sure. From, yeah, uh, the first, I l- listened to a bit of Ryland's one. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to listen to them all. They're pretty, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I've lost Christy again on my screen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard one shout out to me. That was that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that room uh, has kind of shaped uh, the current like generation of parkour right now. No, I, I had no idea until like maybe eight months ago how good those kids had gotten because I was I was I'd always been following them, but. I don't think I had watched their YouTube videos, and then one night I just watched all their like YouTube. I was like, well, just blown away. <laughs> and I don't think I was following Jesse on Instagram. Like I, I wasn't following a few of them, so I was missing some of their content. And then all of a sudden, it's holy shit! Yeah, like, they're just nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome to see this progression over. Mm-hmm. I mean, the couple generations that I've seen myself, it's. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like, like you, you've seen many people uh, come mm-hmm. and go in different generations. I mean, yeah, yeah parkour, it's a lot, it's a lot the same, but 
in some ways very different. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy now that your generation, I remember when you were starting and then yeah. you've now in, inspired. And now I was like, called an OG next. at this Yeah, <laughs> I yeah totally are. Yeah. I, I think, oh. I, yeah, maybe not the O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually just uh, watched, uh, I think your last video was a 2015 video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that was like when you were like into your, the heaviest of your training. Mm-hmm. That was that's a solid video though. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that holds up even like even today. Like it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to include you. that link so other people can go can go yeah, watch that after. Check out I just I always too. felt that like uh, I was pushing bigger and bigger, but my technique, it some jumps like it improved at a slower rate. And hmm. I think that's ultimately held me back a bit, like. Like, I think the ability to, like, recover mm. from if you, like, miss, a, if you, like, undershoot, that was something I always missed. And mm. Yeah, like if the... I'd, I think I would have trained that more maybe in my, like, beginning years. Like the and... whole, uh, like, parkour, ukemi stuff, like. Yeah, fall, maybe like, not to the extreme fall. of, like, falling, but just, like, knowing that, like, like, yeah, kind of ukemi, I guess. And when you like bounce off a of precision, it's always yeah. bad at that. Things like this. That's probably the hardest thing to de- to develop. Like definitely a weak point for me too, but totally definitely the most helpful at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you know that in any situation, even if you mess it up, you'll be able to recover in some way. I guess that must be a constant thought too, and. When you're rock climbing, right? Everything is like, if this goes wrong, <laughs> yeah. What's the bailout? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah, I mean, ultimately with sport climbing, you just like take a big fall, but the rope will catch you. It's yeah. Scary. Yeah. But right, because you're trusting all the bolts in there. Yeah. And then your actual gear, your ropes. Yeah, yeah, it's sound, it's solid. Like that stuff doesn't really break. In Do you have in like what was the, like the biggest fall you've had? You've actually had maybe like thirty feet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's like fit. That'd be like fifteen feet up from the anchor point, and then you go fifteen feet past. It could be like basically. ten feet up, yeah. and then because there's so much slack in the rope, and oh. the, the like, there's all all points of the dynamicism in the in the belay so you'll pull the belayer up usually a little bit because mm-hmm. the force like force difference i usually get belayed by people who are a bit lighter than me as well and then there's the <laughs> rope stretch um and then yeah just the slack through each point in the uh through the quick draws right so you yeah. end up usually falling further than you were above your last right there's like there's a whole like formulas to follow right when you're bolting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got something called fall factor, which is like the um the height, the the amount the the length of the fall divided by the amount of rope in the system. So the mm. the highest 
fall factor you can take is two in theory if you were like if you had like a say you had like a steel cable attaching you to an anchor and you were right. 10 feet up and you fell that would be a fall factor too and that would hurt everyone like you that would really mm. hurt your it'd like break your hips and something right. be very painful but with the, the sport climbing belay you're attached to the person at the bottom and you have like let's say 50 feet of rope in the system so even if you fall 10 feet you're taking nowhere near the mm. same mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. fall factor and it's yeah you're putting a lot less like the the amount of force in the system has dissipated a lot and you barely right. feel it yeah that is a cool science to that <laughs> man that, all that is uh so crazy just this whole other not just worrying about yourself and your own technique but then to be thinking about all the gear <laughs> and attachment like <laughs> i'll have to send you some videos of sport climbing to get a give you like a solid you guys a, a solid concept of what i i should yeah. i should yeah since take some more videos of myself doing that i suppose yeah, it's, you, uh, I mean, you don't post, like, a, mm -hmm. a ton, hey? No. I see some, like, pictures, like, every maybe couple of months or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could probably do more of that. I do miss that from uh, parkour as well. Like, like you do a move or a sequence or a mm -hmm. line or a trick and you film it. You get it filmed and you put them together and add it. And I really, like... Really enjoyed that. It's just a bit harder with part, with climbing to like make a nice product, I think, because it's a lot less like it's not just like a single move or like a single line. Like you're slowly moving up a wall. Sometimes like an ascent can take thirty minutes, right? And then you're like filming someone's butt the whole time, <laughs> unless you have a drone or you're hanging on a rope above them, yeah, or you're just in a place that naturally there's like an incline above mm -hmm. it can be quite hard yeah that's it's true something, that's... something i really miss actually well, at least it's getting uh i think it's getting easier and easier all the time to to film you know technology is always getting better yeah yeah true. but it's also the time like uh i know i don't post a lot and shame on me but it's like when do i have time for like to post and, and like take an hour of my day to post like mm. a, a minute clip and it's like yeah. dang i don't and then i see everyone else just like posting 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 i'm like good for them i just don't like <laughs> yeah, it's if it's an hour it's it's yeah it's either sleeping or eating or you know some of my other hobbies <laughs> gardening Garden, there you go. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it is it actually is time consuming though. After mm -hmm. like you film something, but then you have to like upload it or mm -hmm. like some edit it. It's like for every minute of filming, it probably takes two or three. Yeah, just to actually yeah. make it visible. Especially if you want to make something that's yeah of quality, like yeah. Then yeah. if, you, if you actually add quality to it, then <laughs> it's even <laughs> a lot longer. Triple that, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, like an hour for every minute. Um, didn't you go to school to Vincent Massey with Sonny and Cody? Yeah. And yeah, Darren, was yeah. it? 
Darren too. Isn't Darren in Switzerland or something like that? Or no, he was a he was in the Netherlands. For oh, Netherlands. Two years, but he's back in Winnipeg now. Yeah. Sick. We got to get him. Get yeah, him get him on the show. Get all <laughs> yeah, those guys yeah, on the show. Yeah. That would be really interesting yeah, to hear cool. their their perspectives on yeah the parkour community. I mean, yeah, I really kind of my parkour grew up with those guys in a way. Matt Work as well, Braden Cummings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Braden, they were like shorter lived periods. Yeah, but they were always uh, training. Carter, yeah. yeah, all kinds of interesting characters came and went through the parkour scene, and like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just like filming things at the Chester. I don't know. If Chester, I was going to ask you about Chester. Yeah. Um, you went to, uh, you went with him back to where he's from. And uh, I can't remember that, where that is. That's why I'm being so general. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mm. you, you showed me some footage and it was solid. Yeah, there's, like, a, was, there's a video of that on YouTube too. Oh, I've that's the one I've watched too. Like mm. that. Oh, dang, that was a good one. Classic PK. Do a backflip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just backflips everywhere. That was that was cool too. That was an exhausting trip. Um, I suppose that was my first actual international travel. Uh, was that trip with Chester? That was really cool. Going back and then, I mean, I kind of gave me a really solid deal. He was like, "Do you want to come to China?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "All you have to pay for is the, your flight ticket." And oh, cool. yeah, so he just, I mean, kind of treated me to a whole trip throughout China. We wow. just would have been cool to see more, a bit more of the uh, like natural side of China. We just went to like three cities, mm. um, and it's exa- It was exhausting. I've since been back to China for rock climbing, uh, but wow. <laughs> like, uh, it was exhausting. Like just being. Uh, surrounded by i guess chinese people like not speaking any english for three weeks right and just going through these mega cities mm. with a ton of pollution and eating weird food and getting really mm. sick and trying to do parkour but like walking for you know 20 kilometers a day just around a giant mega city is yeah, yeah it's draining but it was cool we trained with like a lot of locals it was the scrappiest makeshift gym in this one city <laughs> that we trained at i got yeah, I got really sick on a Beijing subway. Oh, no. Um, oh. <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Well, uh, uh, I'd like to do a shout out to Chester. Yeah, Chester shout out to listening. Chester Bale. <laughs> <laughs> he got to pick his first and last name, Chester, because his real name is... Yijing something... Oh man, that's pretty embarrassing. But Chester, <laughs> Chester, because uh, of like the lead singer of Lincoln Park, I think. Oh, oh yeah. And then Bale because of Christian Bale. Nice. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I love it. I don't think he realized that, like, what a bale was—a parkour bale. A bale. <laughs> at the time of picking his name, but. <laughs> well, good for him. I like him. He was fun to see in the gym. <laughs> Another good Chester story is he was like training for the first time with Mark, and Mark was like, "Oh, that was sick," and Chester thought that was an insult. He felt like, <laughs> "What do you mean? <laughs> what was wrong with it?" <laughs> like, yeah, right. Because if you don't know English super well, yeah. it's sick and sad. Yeah, it doesn't. You don't want to be <laughs> sick. Be sick. So. 
Yeah. I'm not wearing sick. a mask. That was sick. What the? That's your problem. Yeah, it's funny how uh, slang is. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Uh, it's fun and then it became one of his favorite words i think <laughs> yeah really that's so funny um so i have a question i don't know if you were a part of this how did i say this um apparently you cody darren and sunny proved to the principal of vincent massey that you could get up to the top of it yeah i think yeah 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 <laughs> We had a couple of different ways. Um, that's that's a pretty neat, uh, um, you know, to, you know. Say this was a jail, you know, it's it's pretty easy to get out of the jail if I wanted to, you know. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I think that was that's... Sunny had an interesting relationship with the principal, so I think. He, oh, cool. Yeah, that's that was probably led by him, but that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Sonny too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get on, he, the, on the show. He's around. He's sure. an OG. Did you guys uh, like? Was it uh, frowned upon at your school? Like, if you guys were training, training yeah. was fine. I don't think we could have climbed on the climbing on the school. Definitely would have been frowned upon. But <laughs> oh, yeah. we used to train every yeah every lunch. We'd like we'd train a bit. We'd always go over to Sonny's at at lunchtime and. And hang out oh, cool. and he had a trampoline in his backyard and there was mm. also this something i wanted to point out to the the chasm kids but like right beside um massey is the holiday inn and there's this parkade a few another whole roof to kind of go on but it's a really easy roof gap but there's this uh kong cat that i don't think anyone's ever done that is oh. totally up their alley it's like it's not even that big and yeah. it just always scared us. It's probably like six feet or five huh. feet and like level to level. Like it's just a perfect run up and perfect height for the Kong. But it's just like a proper sized Kong cat with like a 15 foot drop. So you don't really want to fall. Wow. But they would do it so easily. They might even Kong pre it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. That's actually very possible. Yeah. yeah so I want to point that out to them. Yeah, I've often driven by that parkade and thought of that there was something there. Not for me, but for me, for somebody else. <laughs> but uh, even like a descent or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You could do maybe some kind of a descent mm-hmm. on that too. That Yeah, that was, that was a relatively new, I guess, and never really did any descents. They were just kind of coming mm-hmm. into uh, popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny hey, how they're parkour like each year there's like a different uh kind of like cool thing to do yeah. right like every yeah, year yeah, yeah. Ascents um, and then ascents <laughs> monkey style <laughs> yeah totally yeah two foot one foot have you been uh like do you follow it like parkour stuff very much lately some stuff i like binge watched a bunch of store um oh, yeah a while ago and i really like uh dom tomato yeah <laughs> but like a lot of the original channels that i used to like even those guys have kind of dialed it back like uh jason paul as a kid now like team Farang. i don't know what happens to that much 
I don't yeah. know so much about like the new the new channels to follow, you know? Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of really a lot of it's like seems really geared to social media more than yeah. And I kind of miss the days of like just doing a really big jump. A lot of it's gotten like really flowy, which is still cool and like yeah. mm -hmm. very impressive. And most of the people are yeah, like, I mean, way, way they're really, really talented athletes, but mm. the style has changed yeah. a bit. And I do miss like the you know red board emotion days. Yeah. Bit, like, well, the big trick, the big <laughs> totally. trick as always. Yeah, I don't know. throwdowns. Yeah. I mean, there's still like a lot of. I mean, there's so many different styles of parkour, and there for each type of you know variation, there there is like a lot of people that are. Really, really bringing that aspect to its peak now, you know. It's yeah. So things, I guess, don't really die. They don't really die out, you know. They're not fads, but it just goes through uh, cycles of interest, really. Mm -hmm. Some of the store videos are still like, still really quality content. Mm -hmm. like the stuff they put out, and I mean, I guess they're all living. It's a whole team, and they're all living off of it, but. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild to like think how big they actually are now in terms of their, you know, subscribers and mm -hmm. I think they just hit 7 million. Nice, Holy good shit. for them. Yeah, really? it was like a what was it? Like a couple wow. years ago they're at 1. And just, you know, think back, you know, when around when you started so mm -hmm. imagine hearing that like someone in parkour had like has 7 million subscribers. Like, yeah. Like, no way well, that would be like the record <laughs> of subscribers like that would be yeah like, smosh smosh yeah, exactly. had million subscribers. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the most viewed uh, youtube channel yeah i did watch like we are storer as well when i was been and like that was their that was their video that made them famous and it's really shitty compared to all their <laughs> other, like their new like and they look so young yeah it's mm -hmm. really but that video like Got me so stoked. Everything that about house? that. Like, I just, I'm going to go out and train now. Like, yeah, geez. Well, that would have been like 2011. Yeah, probably. Maybe like a year after they actually started. Yeah. And but then they could just put that on the, on the scene and make a name. Yeah, it was really cool. Hey, <laughs> uh, Jarrell, there's another guy who was used to. Jarrell. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Jarrell. I want to say a shout out to Jarrell and Cody. We didn't do Cody back in that little bit there. <laughs> Still yeah, in the guilt. Jarrell, oh geez, that's a classic too. He shows up every once in a while, or used to, and I was just like, you know what? There, there's like a, you know, a, a figment, something that you don't really see that often, but when you do see it, it's like, is it really there? Is is Jarrell really there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's there and he's gone. Oh, damn! Did I miss it? Was it? Was he? Was he really there? Thanks. We'll return right after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Tom. Check out SageMovement.net for apparel. We have the essentials, OG, and custom prints. Now the essentials, we there's these awesome hoodies, beanies, joggers, and yes, the Sage mug. Everyone's been asking for it, so now it can be yours. The OG is what I'm wearing right now. It's the Sage logo with parkour, tricking, and free running. It's actually, actually it's one of my favorite t-shirts to wear. And the custom prints. I don't want to spoil it. 
you have to go check them out yourself. They're really, really great. And if you want to see our athletes in action, go see YouTube, Sage Movement. Also, Instagram, Sage Movement. It's a real freak show, to tell you the truth. Like it, subscribe. Leave a comment. That really helps us. And thank you for your support. Now, back to Tom. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Armstrong. So, um, what I'm curious about here, are are you planning on ever training? Like, getting into parkour again? Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I don't know. No, maybe not. Uh, yes and no. I try to like incorporate it into like other stuff, but like right. parkour in the same sense that I trained in, the same way I trained it before. Probably not because I don't know my my like depth perception, my level has gotten so much lower. I think I would really have to start from lower down and like ultimately, I was just I was hurting myself a lot doing parkour. Mm-hmm. Oh really? And that's one thing I really don't miss is like how often i would end up just like with a bruised knee or like heels shinjuries like mostly heels though i hurt my heels so many times stomping a jump wrong like landing on my heels yeah i don't really miss that aspect of it but like i still like to be if like i like the idea of like being efficient and moving efficiently and Mm -hmm. doing like isolated vaults and like some jumps and I can still do like backflips and side flips and things and yeah. like cliff jumping. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I can still do all that, of course. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I can do like, a little shitty swing gainers. Like maybe going to a gym <laughs> and seeing what yeah. I can do if I was ever in like a. And then it would be cool to train in like a, like the U of M in my in my training grounds. Like some of the jumps that I've done, I'm just worried. Like some of the jumps I've done 200, 300 times, I don't know if I could still do them. Yeah. Right. It's weird. It's weird how much I've lost my depth perception with jumps. Yeah, yeah it's really, I didn't like, think it would happen. And I look at like guys who I think used to train a lot more and now they don't train as much. I don't think they had the same regression that I had. Hmm. Which is so, yeah, kind of sad to say. <laughs> so you just feel like you're ha- you have more trouble actually gauging like your ability to do that jump? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a... only with jumps. Like the, I feel like I could easily get back. Not that my le- my level with tricking and stuff was so low to begin with, but I feel like I could easily get back up to that level. Right. But yeah, it's more about landing. Yeah, mm. just like being in control of your body in the air, and like seeing where you want to land, like getting landing with your toes, and like I think I would have to do a lot of maybe fewer repetitions than I think, maybe just sidewalk precisions. Yeah. over and over again to, to get back to it but it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're constantly even training regularly like you're you're constantly like adjusting that gauge really you, you know, know especially, what would... oh, sorry sorry I was, I was say after like a winter right and then you get back to outdoor training like i know it's like that for me where it's just like i don't know if i can still do that that jump yeah but then but then you sessions. tell yourself i mean you did it before so you should <laughs> And you haven't like, yeah. There shouldn't be any reason why. But yeah, I guess a couple of sessions and yeah, it probably come back to you a lot faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I notice when um, people go away from parkour and come back, 
that uh, their style has changed so much because of the bigness that you, mm-hmm. you used to be capable of doing or wanting to do, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And then there's this unspoken flow that comes from nowhere. And then mm-hmm. you see guys like yourself doing these like cool combos, which you would never see like put together before. And you're like, of course, of course Sam would do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that could be cool to like go back and try to focus on flowier lines and you could like build up, maybe build from the from the ground up like build, like what I was talking about earlier, like wanting mm. to train my technique better, like start from the building blocks almost, like get get back to a training technique at a yeah. lower level instead of just wanting to jump right back into doing roof gaps and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can never go right back to full tilt. It's always uh, take those steps again. Fundamentals. Yeah, even though you'll be able to probably progress through them more rapidly. You know, but that's what it's all about, too. Yeah, like you have to go through your fundamentals. I notice when I have an injury or when I start to see myself sucking. You know, and you know, you get hard on yourself and you're like, I suck right now. Like, why am I sucking? <laughs> you have to take it back to the fundamentals. Like, yeah. Like, okay, I just have to stick half my precision size right now. Or I don't have to, you know, maybe I should get my swing gate better for like uh, flyaways or whatever habit. You just got to go back to those little tiny little motions that got you there in the first place and next thing you know you're back to where you were and you're you know it's just a, a good reason to get hard on yourself you know what i mean <laughs> i think part of how i got into climbing versus parkour was i was like first i first i realized that like i wanted to start traveling and stuff mm-hmm. i really wanted to see the world and so I did do that big trip through Europe and like mm. going to cities where I did a lot of parkour in cities. And I started to realize that like I wanted to see more like natural places. And the one thing, it's kind of funny with parkour, you like travel like all across the world and then you go and climb and you go train in this like, ra- like random spot, like a architectural blemish in the city. Like half the city <laughs> wants to like, turn it into some new condos but it's this bizarre like wheelchair ramps or something you know like it's and it's ah that is really cool in a way uh but i also just really yeah Mm -hmm. i wanted to see the natural world and then i had hurt myself in this one spot and then i ended up going to thailand and i went to uh this kind of famous climbing beach it's like the whole area it's like a real climbing hot spot there's people from all over the world there I ended up oh. spending a month there and I realized <laughs> just how fun it can be to like, like all of a sudden I was progressing like I, I had done when I was younger. Mm. Like I was just moving through the grades and like my technique improved so much. I learned so much about sport climbing in that month. And then I really like after that, that I was just hooked. <laughs> and from then I've really, I was still training parkour, but I was, I was doing both things at that point. And then slowly it became just really hard to train both yeah. to improve your climbing and parkour, like to keep my parkour at a reasonable level where I could keep jumping and not hurt myself. Uh, mm-hmm. And like still doing the jumps I want to do and improve in climbing. Right. And now I climb at like a much higher level than that. That so would be, I think, kind of difficult to 
to maintain this level in rock climbing and I still want to keep pushing myself with rock climbing but I could see myself if I had like a more normal job in a normal place like going to like a yeah like going to regular jams and stuff and familiarizing myself with jumps and starting from scratch but like the last four years of my life has been like a bit hectic I've been moving all over the place for work Mm. and for for travel and right like uh and it's just been a bit yeah it would be a bit i think i don't know i have trouble like maintaining uh i had trouble maintaining that level i think yeah but it's not something like i'm like opposed to going back to i do really miss a lot of aspects of it especially the community aspect like that was yeah but also the feeling that that i used to get like solo training uh at the u of m mostly is where i would go this is just like drilling jumps and feeling really good and yeah that was that was cool well sam when you come back into the city and you feel up to par please come out to a jam mm-hmm. let yeah. us know yeah. yeah and we'll make it happen do you still is like saturdays still at the udina is pretty much a thing yeah i'd say that's the usual spot yeah. yeah, I think people just show up by random, but there's a chat in um, Instagram that uh, everyone gets in on. Oh, really? Yeah, so sometimes it's the cube, sometimes it's the ledge. Uh, Odina's pretty solid in and the around cube. there. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of spots around there. there. There's so many in Winnipeg. you got to be kidding me. There's so many. Yeah, I really summer. like the Maybe ledge. The summer. The yeah, the waterfront. And you know, Portage in Maine and Portage Place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Maine. yeah there's that, some good spots. that doesn't exist anymore, does it? There's one. There's there's one um, cat that I I go to there, and it's just be- just below the um, it's, uh, underground parking. Uh, it's not the one same one you're talking about or thinking about, but it's just this little island. We'll say of. Uh, beds and vegetation for the local people <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's kind of gross actually but uh <laughs> there's this pretty big cat that i really like um taking my confidence to a new level cool nice. yeah i know i can do the cat it's just freaking yourself out every time to do it and you know that adrenaline rush you know like like yeah. wh- you know the, the same rush that i get off of that cat is the same rush of i get out watching your instagram <laughs> it's like why even do it like you just watch it. it's like adrenochrome you know <laughs> so uh sam what are what's your kind of short-term plans here for the next uh like for the summer well I, yeah I'm gonna start yeah, working again in ontario unfortunately oh, yeah. i'm like in a week's time, I'm flying to London, Ontario to do like a training course mm. uh, for a week and then I'll be straight into work. And then, yeah, I'm hoping it would be cool. Last year, I did get to do a bit of work like just outside Winnipeg and the wind turbine farm south of oh, yeah. south of Manitoba. So yeah. that was really fun. Uh, it would be cool to go back there for a bit. But ultimately, I do want to like move to... Like I've got the, my van is here and it's going to probably stay in BC. Uh, I'm going to store it here and then fly back to here at some point for more rock climbing. All right. And the goal, the goal is kind of to 
within the next couple of years to try to like put a down payment on a house somewhere because like i have been like saving a bit of money i try to like do really frugal trips when i'm going to these places like so yeah that's kind of the short-term plan i guess but mostly it's just gonna mm. be working this summer like take the winter off and work in the summer yeah well i guess at that point once as soon as you have a house that's when the, the con- consistency serious. will be will be back yeah yeah be right? a real day-to-day uh <laughs> normal like little bar set up in the uh, in the backyard or something yeah yeah <laughs> get a trampoline yeah, that's like a must. Everyone, everyone should have a trampoline. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Every kid. I didn't have a trampoline growing up. I wish I did. Oh yeah, same. Would have helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Build up that air awareness. All right. No, well... I never had one. I have one now. Christy, did you have uh, anything else before we go on to our uh, top five? You know, um, I really don't. I think uh, I've got all I could say to Sam or, you know, catch up with Sam or see where he's gone with everything nowadays. And uh, no, I think we covered all my bases. Sweet. Cool. I mean, I feel I feel like there's like probably a ton of stories uh, we could probably get into with your travel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. If uh, I mean, is there anything that comes to mind? Is there any like some epic moment in your all your journeys? Mm. Well, I would like. Yeah, I'd recommend because you should watch those traveling the European travel videos I have on YouTube. I, so okay. some cool stuff in there yeah but not just maybe the people i met i met i trained with a lot of interesting characters like some of those famous jumps that you might have seen in like barcelona i played on some of them are huge right. like there's a few spots that i recognize from videos but not nah, good story mm. oh just, here's it wow this is a funny little story it's just like uh there, i was training with this italian guy and there was like uh People are so religious in Italy, right? Yeah. There's some like <laughs> religious figure behind a. Uh, it was kind of this weird statue, and then there was a gap, and then a fence, like yeah. a, a marble—not a fence, a marble like barrier. Okay. Like let's say like a seven-foot gap between the, and people threw money onto the, like the holy figure. I don't know what okay. it was. Okay. Yeah. And then, but there were. Like right beside this was like some kind of museum or church with like security guards. So me and this guy just we were wa- waiting for like the uh, the security to kind of look away, and we jumped this seven foot gap onto this figure and like grabbed all the euros <laughs> that people had been throwing over nice. there and then jumped back. And then we went and got like some doner. <laughs> like <laughs> wicked, I love it. Uh, get like a falafel from the. Yeah, no, that's the, great. Good story. Yeah. Oh, uh, at least the money went to a good cause. Yeah, yeah, much better than just sitting there on the statue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen people at the Forks um, use a thick magnet on a string. Oh, yeah? In order to throw the magnet on the Where's string. Where's the money in the Forks? Well, um, in these... Um, in the fountains, I guess. Water right? fountains yeah. by yeah. Like, the Johnson Terminal. 
Oh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> genius. I'll never forget that moment. He showed me that trick. And I'm like, ah, this <laughs> bum is a genius. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smart guy, yeah. Yeah. That's like fishing. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. Feed a man. Teach mm-hmm. a man. <laughs> Too bad. Doesn't that money go towards the fireworks every year? <laughs> well, I think some things can be spared for people. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So I just I have like two things for just the top five. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm sure you have a lot more than five of these next these ones, but your top five climbs you've done. Ooh, good one. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, just recently in Turkey, I climbed this thing called kurban which is the turkish word for sacrifice and i know I, it's going to be kind of because you don't know anything about like the grading system but so there's like the yosemite system is like five whatever it's like five five six five seven five eight five nine five ten a b c d five eleven a b anyway this was right. so this is the hardest grade that i've ever climbed uh so that has to be obviously on the list uh yeah that's a 513c sport climb that sounds um, difficult <laughs> yeah well, it took me quite a few it took me four days of effort to do oh wow and then so top all the you know, then uh i'll say so, so i did this there's this one uh 511a trad class trad climbing is where you put the gear in your maybe mark's explain that to you you like put in a yeah you put a cam inside of a crack or something and it like holds you that way. Right. It's a little less, uh, it's a little harder in your mind to trust falling on a piece like that. Right. Versus a bolt, which is like drilled into the wall. That's not going anywhere. Anyway. Uh, so just this, and this, this route is called fully completely named after the tragical hip song. And Uh like my first time ever climbing with my friend miles, we like looked at this and then later on I like top roped it later in life and then yeah last summer climbing with the guy who opened the hive gym Corey. oh yeah oh nice I finally check that out did that with uh with traditional like on leading it with trad climbing so that was cool yeah. um i could get it uh mount this is alpine climb with my friend miles mount temple in the rocky mountains mm. that's that was uh it's one of top there's this book top 50 climbs in north america which is like this kind of famous book but it's really uh yeah it's kind of random how he's picked these 50 climbs but nevertheless people like try to try to seek them out and do them even though they're completely arbitrary but that's it's one of them right um some stuff i did uh maybe in thailand uh maybe this route convicted in the red river gorge my first 13a in North America, that was like a real benchmark for me doing that. Wow. And uh, Wake and Bake was my first 12A, and that was in Thailand. There. So nice. Jeez. I thought <laughs> Wake and Bake is fitting. Yeah, it is. You got that right. Yeah. Shout out to me. Are, are those Shout like out. all like, are those, so those are all sport climbs? Yeah. The first one I mentioned is 40 meters tall. That one's very, and like ridiculously overhanging. Like you start wow. it. You start it here and you climb up a roof here, like it's it's insane. And then you lower down. You're like in the other end of a cave. This was in this <laughs> place called the Jan Baba Cave in Turkey, which you should take a look at later on Google. Picture of it. It's amazing. Like it's this mega cave, 
and you climb hmm. through the steepest part of it with stalactites and stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. That must be pretty amazing. Did you, did you post that? Yeah, that's... Uh, I definitely yeah. Yeah, posted some pictures of that place. Yeah, I'm having a flashback of what mm. you're talking about. And that's my favorite style of climbing, is like really steep roof climbing oh. where you can like... Yeah, do you remember the Ring of Fire at the the Forks? That might have been Tyler Critchton's oh, name for it. Yeah, yeah. At the washrooms. The, uh, washrooms, yeah. Yeah, the I never like fire. completed that as a kid. I, I oh, could man. make it like three Tell quarters of the way. Tell me about it. So you know, you know the washrooms at the Forks? Like the classic spot there? Like it's uh closer to like the yeah the area. ones we're not supposed to go on yeah 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 there's, there's a roof on top that you can wall run up to and there's a dino and then there's these like this circle of bizarre wooden I don't know Just what the, the hell they beams. are but wooden beams I guess and you can yeah run on top yeah of yeah and all kinds of cool stuff can be done there but the ring of fire was basically just like trying to do monkey bars or like you I mean basically you go all around oh, the, yeah. the thing with you weren't allowed to climb on top. I don't yeah. think and you just try to so it'd pump the hell out of your forearm <laughs> yeah and, uh yeah so you call like it monkey that, bars right? and then you'd get onto the the stone structure and you'd like cat crawl i don't know what would you call yeah. that around then back to the monkey bars and oh, i never God. made i started i don't think i ever made it back to the washrooms but there were those guys could do it like tyler and zeddy yeah i think zeddy <laughs> did it i don't know if anyone else actually got it really yeah, I well, remember I'm sure I could like... do that. No, I'd like to try that. That would be fun. Yeah, but well, next time you're here, we'll we'll have yeah. to go to the Forks Jam and try that out. Do that. Yeah. That'd be an awesome uh, challenge. <laughs> I'm sure it's still like those beams have not been replaced. They're even more no. worn down. <laughs> yeah, you know? no doubt, right? Yeah. I'm gonna hop off and have like just splinters have, through your. Have hands. any of those ever broken on some? That's what like I was drinking? just thinking. I don't know not if any actually broken. Yeah. I never used to do big pre's onto them just because of that. Like, yeah, I would yeah. run on top of them, but like landing on them, I always thought was a bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah some would wobble. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a spot that I think gets overlooked a lot lately in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff there. Uh, okay, so um, now it's probably more of a throwback now. But how about your top five? parkour spots that you've been to okay maybe i'll do specifically well uh, maybe i won't do specifically Mm -hmm. but like so okay the u of w roof gaps oh yeah so yeah those are the best roof gaps i think in winnipeg and then seeing somebody forget which one of them they flipped it recently that was insane i don't know which which one it might have been ben or maybe justin justin does the wild stuff like that yeah (laughs) but it's huge eh like yeah yeah anyway that's a it's a hefty drop too. Like if yeah. you fall, you're oh you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> or paralyzed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and then there's that, that. Luckily, that door up there is always unlocked. I'm always like stressed that it's not going to be. Yeah, <laughs> just, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who who decided to do it the first time, and like, otherwise you would have just been stranded. No doubt. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that was amazing. That that's an, one of my favorite Winnipeg spots. And cool. This uh, like at the wheelchair ramp at the Udina, mm-hmm. this mega this this well, it's not really mega. I mean, Tyrion does it like nothing. But I remember <laughs> I did it. I think on like my my twentieth birthday or something. I really wanted to always wanted to do this huge. It's just a huge running pre, 
like from the end of the the top of the wheelchair ramp. So it's basically like the biggest oh, distance of that yeah. gap, and then you land on the other side of the monument thing. Dang. Right, kind of hard to describe. Kind of closer to like the uh, old spaghetti factory right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Midway then, down. Yeah, the raptor pits. With the oh yes. The Those have to get a shout out. Those are my <laughs> favorite. I wanted to say it earlier, but you know, this is about you, not me. <laughs> but that's oh, one of my favorites. Do each other, I think, and you guys. Oh yeah, we've both been in the scene a long time, and good idea. I should interview Tom. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, what else? Maybe some spots I went to in the in Europe were pretty mm. spectacular. Like in Spain, just everywhere is a spot, <sighs> and everyone's just done. Like I think it's hard when you go to a spot just one time to like mm-hmm. jump your hardest. Jump mm. your hardest. but train as hard as you could like you need to you need to spend weeks at these spots to like to like really feel confident i think at them but some of the stuff i just saw people casually doing like on a training day like there's just kong prees everywhere Mm. and yeah all all kinds of stuff um yeah here we have to find nuggets maybe the japanese gardens yes (laughs) that place is awesome it's all kinds of cool stuff too. there. I know. It's a really good spot. But just the U of M in general. I mean, mm-hmm. I've spent spent so much time training by myself there. Yeah. Like, I would just go out pretty much every, yeah, every weekend. A lot of evenings in the summer, like when the classes aren't on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just training, jumping, rehearsing, drilling. Yeah, it was. It's a cool way to just like get into the zone. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that whole campus is kind of like a small town in itself, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's really is. there's quite a lot yeah. in a small area. Once I actually went to university there, I stopped training as much there. Yeah. It was just <laughs> yeah. bit, maybe you're sp- starting to spend a bit too much time there. But in like, yeah, the final year of high school, it was funny because I knew I was going to the U of M the next year. And like I already... I already knew the campus like the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> just from exploring every little nook and cranny to try to find like a different, yeah, like a new spot or like a new jump. And it just takes one other person's perspective to like find new jumps, I think. But everything that I could find with my perspective, I think I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's funny, Sam. You really like the U of M. Um, I was, when I was young, I would take my bike, my BMX, and ride around mm. like 15, 16. And ride around the uh, the U of M and ride downstairs, you know, and stuff, yeah. and think I'm really cool at the you know, <laughs> yeah, you university. Were. Well, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> but if I had parkour when I was like 15, 16, like I could have rode to the university, trained hard, and then rode back. But like that would have been the sport for going there instead of just like riding around and doing all this like. <laughs> adolescent stuff you know (laughs) you know i i really i really feel that way because like the university like even for like bmx biking for what i was doing had some pretty good stuff but even if i go back now i get this pk vision and i'm like oh this is so easy i see it right here i see it right here oh this oh i played on this so many times and i never saw it this way because i had my bmx you know what i mean But then your BMX, I guess, gives you a different set of eyes too. It totally did. Places to like, 
I don't know, hop and grind. And... It totally did. It transformed into uh, downhill mountain biking. I'm always blown <laughs> away when I watch mountain biking videos and BMX videos of like uh, the control that people have with like, it's almost like an extension of their body. It's like what yeah, we do yeah. with jumping, but then they can, they use their, yeah, they use the bike as if they're, it's their legs. <laughs> I don't know. See? Yeah. And that's another thing. I wasn't that great at BMXing either. <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it's something if I have a team or a prop, I'm no good at it. You know, <laughs> give me the cement mall and a, and, a, and a curb and a bar and I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Entertainment for years, you know. <laughs> There's a pretty big, like the, the, just when you come down from behind Max Bell, on the main staircase that's a pretty big i think it's like i don't know close to nine feet dang no way and it's, it's like one of those jumps where like you really had to train took me like several years to do it and then the day i did it was like wow that's awesome and then it'd still only do it on a session where i would like really felt good just because it's a bit of a high like you wouldn't want to mess that one up i don't yeah. know no. you have like a maybe an eight foot nine foot drop yeah. or something um yeah you know when you do come back i'm sure like you know um Tyrion and ben would love to train with you because as i remember you used to train big gaps big things as well and yeah, like jesse as well yeah so maybe you can show them something they haven't done already i sent when i first saw i sent ben the link to this gap or it was like a running precision that i always dreamed about doing Mm. And all of them did it. There's a video of them in some Instagram <laughs> clip. Does that piss you like, off? No. Cool. <laughs> I was pretty happy. I was stoked. I thought they could do it. But of course. Of I thought course. it would at least be like kind of hard for them. But I think Ben did it first and then all of them did it. And then that's all it takes. Like I think Ben did it first without sticking it. And then like later they stuck it all and they cool. really looked easy. But it's huge when you look at it in person, and it's got the sketchy run up, like just just good enough to do. And then behind it is this weird like there's like big rocks, but they're stuck in the concrete. So if you like kind of came off it, you would have to like really you could land, but it, it would be you'd have to kind of step in between the rocks. Hmm. So it's not like the highest consequence, but it's huh. not like. It's not low consequence either right. and it's a big jump it's got to be like 13 feet and slightly up wow yeah i'm sure uh when you come back here they can show you a few things too there's this one undergrab no seriously <laughs> like i don't me mean that i don't i don't mean that in a you know like oh, i'm better than you kind of thing but no mm. like um they're trying to do this undergrab uh jesse and ben undergrab to a, a one hand grab and then uh, i can't remember but it was big, and I just, I'm like, yeah, you guys do your own thing. Like, I know, like, good for, yeah, I, it's too big for me. Like, good for you, kind of thing. But it's really neat. Like, they can do all sorts of things. So I'm sure they would love to train with you. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool. All right. Well, uh, we're pretty deep in here. Should we uh, do our last question? <laughs> do you want to do Go this for one, it. Christy? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, what would be your sage advice? Sage advice to the younger generation. Yeah, mm. so it could be just for people maybe 
getting into parkour or wanting to try out rock climbing, you know, it's all movement. <laughs> yeah, I guess just like don't let, try not to let, oh, this is coming, comes from kind of a privileged point, but like try not to like let life get in the way too much of training because it's easy to like, like it's, it's really hard to make time to do things, but the time is there for everybody. Like, and I think that was something that always allowed me to, to train, like to train. And like, I think the number one, th I don't know, even with rock climbing, I don't catch on and parkour for sure. I didn't catch on as quick as some of the other people I train with, but I always didn't have trouble with my motivation. And I think I was good at like making time to go out and train and staying motivated. So whatever you personally feel you need to do to stay motivated, I like. I think that's how I've started to excel with rock climbing. I think that's how I stayed motivated with parkour. Like now I'm not motivated to do parkour uh, as much right. as I was before, but it's kind of my motivation has been replaced. But I think for me, motiv yeah, motivation was just how I stayed training. So do whatever you can to stay motivated mm -hmm. because like sets and reps and jumps or well sets and reps and jumps are all part of being motivated but just yeah the time can be found i think just prioritizing yeah. it yeah just prioritizing staying motivated and doing what you want to do is possible if you stay motivated i guess there's my semblance of sage advice and i don't nice. i don't think those yeah i think a lot of those that new generation they don't seem to have trouble staying motivated which is cool to see like, yeah, uh, it'll be the the next uh, next and next generations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right yeah. on. Well, if uh, people want to, you know, follow you, find you, what's your Instagram or? Yeah, my YouTube? Instagram is still WPK Sam. Sick. And so is my YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can follow me there. Um, yeah. Posting if all your has any rock climbing adventures. About previous parkour spots i still know quite a bit about a lot of interesting spots yeah follow my rock climbing i suppose mm -hmm. yeah any questions about climbing feel free hit me up as well cool well, awesome. thanks for putting that out there yeah well Thank you guys for organizing this i think it's pretty cool like it's a cool way to get like a verbal history and just record some conversations with yeah old friends well people in the community we feel it needed to be done somehow, like, if not us, somebody somewhere, and why not us? You know, like, there's there's some history here, and why not get it out there? And we and, and everyone follows somebody differently, so if we could get, like, you know, somebody that, you know, that really changes our lives or impacts us, we would like to get them on the sh podcast and have a brief conversation with them, but, like, we want to get involved with the OGs first, like yourself, you know, like <laughs> bring that kind of like community back and maybe, you know, other people will be interested and maybe come out for a jam and, you know, f see what parkour is all about. Just not just, you know, crazy jumps or, you know, it's other movement too, you know, like, and it can veer off to other things as they've mm -hmm. seen through like mm -hmm. seven other podcasts. <laughs> You should get some of the real OGs, like yeah, like Tyler. Oh. Well, like I mean, obviously I had Mark, but like 
yeah, some of the other guys. I don't know if I can yeah. feel if I feel comfortable calling myself an OG, but yeah, Zeddy and it's a relative Tyler. Term. And I guess so. Yeah, some of those old guys who are on the forum there. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. Well, be... if they're listening and they want yeah. to reach out, <laughs> please please do leave a comment, message us. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know more about who these everyone's talking about because that was before my time. It'd be nice to put yeah. a face to the name. I know, I know Hawk though. He, uh, he was oh pretty, yeah, he was pretty cool. He worked at CN, and I worked at CN at one point, and not for CN, oh, you knew but before? no, well, no, just after I met him at this one jam, actually, and he was he's talked about it. Yeah, he was talked about in Two Foot Punch, and same with Tom, and I'm just like, who are these people? Is Zeddy mentioned in it? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, and uh, for everyone. Hawk. For everyone who wants to know what we're talking about, there's this book called Two Foot Punch, and uh, it takes place in Winnipeg, and it's mentioned, um, yeah, uh, I can't really see this right now, who is it? Oh yeah, uh, to Hawk, Tom, Kyle, Zeddy, Twizzy, Kyle. Spade, Twizzy, and Riley. Really know Twizzy, yeah. so well. Do you know all those guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, who's written this? That, that's really, jeez. Uh, oh. That's probably going back to like 2000. Two foot punch. 20, or 2010, 2009 maybe? Or one. earlier? Maybe oh, 2007. I'll have to borrow that from you when I'm in. Uh... Do not, we're going to do an ad for Oracle <laughs> after this. So you can check it out there. I think it's yeah. only a ten ten ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never was this when is this come out recently? No. no when did you say old, Tom? Old one. Old. Whoa. And yeah, that's in the first couple of years of my training. That's sure, about so. parkour in Winnipeg? Yeah. Oh, really? It's a, a whole novel fictional fictional story, yeah. It's cool. what? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's mind blowing. I, I have by who? I couldn't it's quite read. Anita Dahmer. Okay, so it's. Uh, Who's that? Yeah. Anita Dahmer. Who's Anita? She, just uh, just an author. Uh, just an there, author. there was a whole reading, and uh, I didn't attend attend it, but some of the other guys at the really? time, I think, did a whole presentation at the book launch in Winnipeg here. Cool. Yeah, that's some park, some Winnipeg parkour history right there. <laughs> Two hundred pages. No way. Okay, I'll find, to check find the out. videos of that and <laughs> post that yeah. in the uh, description yeah, here. Cool. Definitely will. Sales will go up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry once again, Tom, um, Sam. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. It's really nice to have you and see you around. Um, I know I try and get in touch with you sometimes to have lunch when you're in Winnipeg but that's like who knows we'll all be in the yeah. next five days you'll be in Winnipeg so it's kind of cool like, to actually see and hang out uh, hang out through this weird kind of virtual world we live in now mm -hmm. so uh, yeah. I'll always be a fan just so you know oh, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah th thanks Sam for uh, for for doing this yeah no problem guys it's a lot thanks of fun in touch. Okay, all right well, all right Everyone listening, thanks for listening or watching. Subscribe or comment something. Do something with it. Share this. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out.
Thanks for your support, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.